Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And I'm Alex Robinson from the Star Wars Minute and also from the Godfather Minute. All right. Great to have you on, Alex. Uh, how you doing? Uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And, and as I happening. mentioned... Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 save it, save it. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, you know we had you on for uh, Watchmen Minute back in the day, Travis and I, and mm-hmm. so glad to get you on for this uh, show of mine, my second show, essentially, I think. Second or third. I forget which one came first, really. I know which one came first in the uh, in the um, in my thinking Weezer. of them and coming up with them, right. uh, with my uh, Feels Like Weezer being the, <laughs> the third, being another <laughs> uh, little takeoff on... Uh, what uh what uh, what the uh, good old uh well you well, you did you did that with Pete and a couple other guys uh was that uh uh John uh Joe Joe Mazel oh uh, alphabetical uh, alphabetical uh yeah that was our that was a different guy John who uh he, he just goes by John yeah. professionally so oh okay professionally uh, that's all he goes by oh yes. yeah yeah I mean okay. he because he has a day job he doesn't want necessarily his name to come up in searches well, that's, about, yeah that's good. You know. yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, mind. we did a we did a Beatles podcast uh, where we went through the entire Beatles catalog alpha, alphabetically from twelve to Y. I remember it was. The, yeah. So. <laughs> yes, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, we'll certainly get to more like your history with the band with the, or with the uh, movie and so forth uh, later. But um, yeah, today is uh, minute eighty five. It's our sixty fifth week, maybe so to speak, in a sense. Um, but it starts with Leslie walking toward the band. And ends with an urgent call from Jan Winner. Hmm. That matches up, up with what I saw. <laughs> um. So, you know, like, like, like I just said, uh, kind of, you know, with with uh, uh, Leslie, the ex girlfriend or ex wife and current girlfriend, <laughs> soon to be maybe a, a, a wife again, maybe uh, of Russell's. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, she's. You know, Dick actually informs Russell that she's here, right? <laughs> and 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 Russell's face here to me is like like this horror face. You know, it's <laughs> he's like, oh my god, she's here. 
It's not, yeah, it's a, definitely, not a good uh, thing right away. It, it does turn that smile on after yeah. a second. Right. <laughs> yeah. Troubles, trouble. He, he knows troubles ahead. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the even crazier thing that happens, uh, yeah, he turns that smile on and, and, you, and, we, and we see her coming towards the camera, towards Russell from his point of view. And then we get uh, a, a fan, a girl fan as well, a woman, young woman. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the crux of of the issue that's definitely going to become a lot more apparent as we go on. I mean, it's already been apparent these last couple few weeks that uh, because Penny has been, you know, in a sense, sold, <laughs> traded, mm-hmm. <laughs> lost um, away yeah. from from the from the rest from the band itself from the tour itself. Um, to not to come to, to get her to not to come to New York, yet uh, we do even uh, find out a little bit later. Uh, yeah, in this minute, uh, that uh, sh- she is also here <laughs> from from someone else other than Dick. Uh, we, a little little uh, communication between uh, a couple of the youngest people in this in this whole in this whole. Uh, 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 hmm, trying to think of a good word. <laughs> Uh, ensemble yeah yeah <laughs> how uh how old are the band is the band supposed to be are they like in their yeah so, late, so this is their third 20s? like they're touring on the back of like their third album so yeah, yeah i mean i'd go mid mid 20s and that's been certainly been uh just like, like a couple minutes ago we were definitely uh, uh deciding on penny being uh 18 and actually just turned 19 in a deleted scene um, oh okay. Uh, there That's was a birth, there was a birthday for her, a little birthday party uh, thing for her, where we decided <laughs> just to try to think, keep things, you know, not so icky. <laughs> um, because if she had been turning eighteen, then that means she was seventeen while doing some things <laughs> with Russell. <laughs> yeah, and who knows who else too. Um, so that would have been not not too good. In general, do you think this kind of a movie could, could would still be like made today? Like, is this whole rock star thing still considered glamorous, or is it now considered skeevy? And well, well, you gross? know, I mean, it's certainly it's certainly maintaining its, um, you know, a sense in the cultural sphere. I think a bit, you know, I mean, it it, yeah. it, it never did. It didn't do well at the box office for one. But really, you know, huh, that surprises oh, yeah. me. It now 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 at at the Oscars. Cameron Crow won yeah. for the best best screenplay, but but you know yeah yeah it it actually kind of came out kind of evenish you know so that's I mean that's definitely in a sense not good as far as uh, studios oh concerned. sure yeah um and this was before Vanilla Sky right yeah Vanilla Sky came came up right uh, I think the very next year is when so he had a, he had a so like he, a he really had yeah. that on the burner but um and 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 again and that one I mean I don't know about just how well that one in a sense did, but it was definitely much yeah. more artsy <laughs> art house. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Feel I think it. I remember it being a big flop. I thought, especially because it was Tom yeah. Cruise's in it. Right. But I, I, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially I, after Jerry Maguire, I mean, cause I th- I'm pretty sure yeah, Jerry totally. Maguire, I mean, it, it certainly yeah. did bangers at, at the Oscars as well, but yeah, I think in the box office, Jerry Maguire did awful good. And, and maybe it's just all that phrase. <laughs> if you yeah. can just say, show me the money or something about money, maybe <laughs> then you'll actually do make money. <laughs> well, you know, Wall Street does well, you know. And, yeah. Um, the one other thing, crazy, you know, or great thing that we have, and we discussed a bit last minute too, was, uh, of course, was the uh, the song that's playing here, 
uh, Led Zeppelin. And I mean, gosh, you know, getting Led Zeppelin in, in, in the soundtrack was just a, a, an amazing feat. Um, it very, very, very rarely happens. And actually, it, it mostly only happens with Cameron Crowe. <laughs> you know, it happens for uh, his uh, first written movie, uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so this is a Misty Mountain Hop and that we talked a little bit about last minute uh, with, uh, I think, uh, with uh, Courtney there. Um, but, um, you know, the one thing I didn't for- get into that minute, because we, we only yeah. heard up to the end, almost the end of this first verse. And we, when we get that little bit last, you know, last little bit of the first verse, then, you know, if, or if I could say a while, essentially is, is the main mm-hmm. line, full line that we hear. And, uh, and then it goes into from the first verse, it then does some trickery and goes into the outro. <laughs> so we, so we skip over <laughs> verses two through four. That's the, yeah, that's the, uh, the single yeah. version. Where yeah, right. A minute, a minute and a half long as opposed to having the whole epic. Yeah. Uh, Thor, Ragn- Thor, the, the Thor movies, famously. Yeah, they they were able to pull that off. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so that must be where a lot of their budget must must go to. <laughs> is, uh, they, uh, uh, I remember that Mad Men episode. Everyone made a big deal of the fact that they got a Beatles yeah. song, yeah. and they had to pay you know sixty thousand dollars or some crazy crazy mm-hmm. thing. For, yeah, which is pretty amazing yeah, for definitely for yeah. TV. That's that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah for something like this. Yeah. That wouldn't seem too bad, I think, for like yeah. good like four or five songs. I'm pretty sure by Led Zeppelin that were able to get in here. And actually, the, there's the one famous one that wasn't able to; they wouldn't allow, which is their biggest "Stairway." Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even even on the uh, there, I don't know if you know this, there is the uh, untitled uh, director's bootleg cut, and it's not really bootleg; it's just thrown on there because it's a fun thing to do for when you're, if you're talking about music, especially to call something bootleg. But it isn't like an extra good forty minutes or so uh, worth of uh, deleted scenes, and we actually do have a deleted scene a little bit later here. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, but even even on the cut, the, the the director's cut that you watch on the bootleg on this untitled bootleg cut, even that doesn't have like the ten to twelve minute long st- like list a group of the people the, the the some of the actors listening to the full song of Stairway to Heaven. That that the the music is not in it. It, it. it is on the disc itself as a special extra feature. Yeah. But then, so but the idea is is that you're supposed to supply your own music in the background. You know, it says like, oh, that's weird. Start playing the song here. It's <laughs> like a, little, a, like a collaborative thing. I yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a little, little dark side uh, meets you know Wizard of Oz thing. Well, yeah, because then you could totally try it with all sorts of different songs to see how it plays with you know. Yeah, right. Uh, you know the yeah you got yeah you got to find some similarly, you know, eight minute or so ish. I think because because like I said, I think it's like a ten to twelve minute long scene because there's a little bit bef- before and after the music mm. plays where where the the dialogue of the people in the scene are talking. But um, yeah, so I mean there 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 is there is a pretty good you know I I, I do enjoy. The, the extended cut, but uh, I, I I kind of felt like uh, for uh, just let's keep just keep this on the on the easier side because I already did the right. uh, the Watchmen director's cut, which was even longer than what 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 my director's cut would have been here would have been uh-huh. a little over three hours. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, I remember I um, uh, Spinal Tap the DVD had like an hour and a half of stuff that was cut out of the movie. Uh-huh. And, and um, 
And I think they, it was a smart choice. Usually I like my movies, you know, I love seeing unlimited deleted scenes of anything, you know, like if they were to come out with the movie Casino, a six hour cut of that, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm wow. all yeah. I'm all into it. <laughs> but uh, I feel like with comedies, I feel like it, uh, the leaner it is, the better. I know Almost Famous yeah. isn't strictly a comedy, but I no, feel like true. the kind of tighter you can make it, because after a yeah. while you just get kind of like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So much of the extra stuff is just—I mean, I mean, there's there's a great there's a great DJ uh, radio DJ scene where they're interviewing the band, and it's actually mm-hmm. uh, it's a uh, Kyle Gas from Tenacious. Oh, D. really? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Who, who's a who's a you know high high on something and falling asleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so one of one of the uh, depressants, I guess. Awesome. Um. So then you know, I mean, the, the music. Uh, you know, does continue throughout most of them, and I believe, um, you know, kind of does settle down, especially for uh, the phone call that they get. But until then, mm-hmm. um, you know, so like I mentioned, there's the autograph between a fan and Russell. Yeah. Um, I have more things yeah, to say about sure. Led Zeppelin. Can I oh, say yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Um, I didn't know if we were going to come back to it, but um, we, when I was in high school, I hated Led Zeppelin. Okay. Hated Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Uh, I think because I associated them with the kind of like dirtbag losers who were like, you know, jerks and stuff. So uh, I, I lumped, you know, them and the who wow. were very big with our when I was uh, went to high school in the 80s. And uh, they were both very popular with the, the burnout crowd. And uh, fortunately, later on as an adult, I, too, uh, experimented with marijuana. And then I'm like, oh, now I get it. Now I totally understand what Led Zeppelin is about. So that totally opened my eyes. And now I enjoy uh, I enjoy Led Zeppelin. There you go. That's a good story, right? Yeah. You can only enjoy Led Zeppelin if you smoke up first. Well, so you only can, no. but it definitely helps. It, it helps you get into them. And then later on, you don't have to smoke up every time. Yeah, or it's like, like once yeah. once your eyes are open to it, you're yeah. like, okay, now I'm now I'm good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like the Big Lebowski, the first time I saw it, I was like, eh, it was okay. And then later <laughs> on, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, wrong show. This yeah. is not the Big Lebowski podcast. <laughs> um. So, uh, so Jeff or, or or Leslie's, you know, walking towards them, but Jeff is kind of does like a little interception i think because again russell's mm-hmm. you know you know conversing and and signing signing an autograph for uh this uh that's jason female lee. fan yeah uh jeff bb is played by jason lee the uh mm-hmm. the uh former skater mm-hmm. and uh and a big breakthrough with um all rats yeah, he had quite a career going there, and then he kind of... Uh, yeah. He did one too many uh, Alvin and Chipmunks movies. Yeah, it's... Uh, and he's a Scientologist, too. You think he'd be doing better. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah. that's 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 the that's the deal, isn't it? He must have... He must Join have, up uh, and do better. He, he, yeah, he must have angered someone there at yeah. the organization, and they're like, all right, you're going to spend some time in the Squeakwell-verse for a while yeah, as, right. as your punishment. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, well, and, and it's him and uh, Tom Cruise, and then that next movie we're talking about, uh, Vanilla Sky. Hmm. You think Crow is a Scientologist? I don't think so. Hmm. Right. I hope not. I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, I I like, anything wrong I with like being a Scientologist? Lee, uh, yeah, I like Jason yeah. Lee awfully well, but yeah. And I even like yeah. Tom Cruise as far as his work goes, but personally, I like Jason Lee a lot better than 
Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise's personality when he's <laughs> jumping on couches and so forth. So yeah, and then uh, Dick, Dick even also kind of does a little further interception of Leslie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then finally, and right after that is when uh, when Russell is right there with with her, and they 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 they're they're giving pecks and so so forth to each other. Mm-hmm. Small kisses, nothing nothing real romantic. You'd think uh, it might be more. But it's a weird relationship, and like I said, I mean they've they've apparently been married. They were married. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but now they're uh girlfriend girlfriend and boyfriend again in a sense and possibly maybe to be married at some point soon give it a, another whirl yeah um dick's uh shouting out to everyone that the room's fully stocked air conditioning's on <laughs> um during that a little bit and um yeah, unless even I guess says thanks, see you later to him. But uh, so then you hear Dick yelling out once again, "All right, bags in five. I'm not totally sure I understand what that means, <laughs> hmm. but 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 the, definitely the second part here. Cars leave for the party at six, so we're talking about the time of six o'clock here <laughs> coming up. Um, that party is is an interesting party. I'm not sure. I I just call it dinner, <laughs> a normal dinner. You know, I mean certainly you can have drinks and have a party in a sense uh at the uh at the restaurant we end up seeing them at this is uh where we see the man the manager guy uh played by noah taylor yeah right is that one i An- another vanilla sky person actually too. oh <laughs> he, he he's he's the weird guy that's uh kind of uh, behind the scenes doing this stuff like like there's one point i remember really well that where like time freezes mm-hmm. but he's he and tom cruise are the one that they're 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 not frozen they're free yeah he, he's almost like a dean stockwell and quantum leap type guy it almost seems like to me if i remember right i need to watch wow it. i had no idea the movie <laughs> had that kind of uh stuff in it i've never yeah. seen vanilla sky oh you haven't seen it oh no well that's uh yeah that's like i said it was a big bomb so i try to everyone you know try to forget that and i mean def- definitely see it for or at least listen to the soundtrack the soundtrack is probably the best part of it <laughs> oh, okay maybe i'll maybe that's the best way to experience yeah. it but I remember Noah Taylor was uh, for a while was a popular guy because he was in that Shine that movie Shine. Do you remember that? That sounds from, is that piano playing? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. piano guy. It's just one of those weird movies that at the time was like, oh, big Oscar thing, and oh my gosh, it's such a great movie. And then like, I don't think anyone's watched it in twenty <laughs> years, and it was like a big deal at the time. With uh, it was a big made of star out of uh, what's his name. Uh, Oh. The the guy who played the um, he was in the King's Speech. He played the uh, the the speech guy, not the king. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that guy he became a big star as a result of it. But no one. It's it's just one of those. It's like the English Patient or something. Like who? Yeah. No one watches those movies anymore. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. We're, I keep getting sidetracked with this stuff. But Noah Taylor, I who I did not recognize from uh, from. Um, I do that when I watch movies. I'll be it'll like I have to stop and look up who they are on IMDb yeah. to like go who is that person that's nagging at me like I know that actor from something and then I it's a bad well, habit but well, I, being I pretty big in the comics are are you have you not watched Preacher? I have not watched Preacher cuz he plays Hitler. 
Oh, oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. you know, I am a I am a yeah. uh, fan of fictionalized portrayals yeah. of Hitler. So. Okay. <laughs> I knew Nixon. Ones. Nixon and yeah. Hitler. Maybe that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are they really so different? Politics bad, bad. Um, so, and we're actually getting to a point here. So, I mean, the very next thing we kind of see is William with his bag and it's ripped open. Well, uh-huh. there's a reason for that. Deleted scene. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to kind of go through this real quick. Uh his, you know, it's 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 this deleted scene is, is just basically it starts with him taking the bag out of the trunk of the limousine, and it tears, and his stuff falls on the side sidewalk. So I mean, he's saying, "Oh God!" and he starts picking up the stuff. You know, Dick comes over to help him, and he and his little quip is, "There are lighter souvenirs, you know." So this is so it's not his stuff; it's actually his stolen stuff, um, ah, uh, from all the. Uh, uh, hotels and probably some other places too. You know, some like 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 I'm like I was mentioning. Like there's the, the the DJ, the radio DJ. I mean, you know, he could, he could have easily grabbed I think some things, some flyers and different things like that. Not the flyers are flyers are generally free to take though, but mm-hmm. you know, but he's definitely kind of this uh, you know souvenir taking mode that he's had that he has in the, uh, the uh, director's cut. Mm-hmm. And uh, it pays off with the with the bag ripping because it's so packed full. Uh, I, I want to comment on the hotel. They are in front of oh, the yeah. Gramercy Park Hotel. Sure, wow! In in uh, lovely New York City, I used to live right uh, near there, oh, so wow. it was uh, it was nostalgic seeing that. Uh, well, we, we we really selected the right minute for you because <laughs> we definitely yeah it was uh, it's uh, perfect. We definitely have this. So, so the the next thing we get is is as I was starting to mention, uh, the uh, the person that comes up is definitely someone that had been in the movie we'd seen, seen in the movie prior. There's this, uh, you know, they definitely they definitely uh, had have this. Uh, they they know each other. That you know, uh, Vic, uh, you know, calls out William's name first, and and then when William kind of does this double take and realizes who it is, <laughs> he's he's pretty excited and yells out mm-hmm. Vic's name. But uh, so that's so. This is a uh, if you didn't notice, <laughs> this is Jay Baruchel, mm-hmm. who you know related to Star Wars was you know was one of his really big breaks. Besides this, I mean, a little bit after this is a Fanboys movie. Oh, if you, if I did you not realize he was in that. Yeah, I always remember him. So that was before this. I, I'm pretty sure it was just after a little bit after, like probably like five years, maybe. Because because oh, okay. I mean, it's all about you know going to see Phantom Menace. Right, so, I think the thing I remember him from was uh, Undeclared, um, which was the little scene follow-up yeah. to Freaks and Geeks. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever I, seen. I've uh, only seen like a couple minutes here or there, like a, a clip or something. You know, essentially is all I've seen of that. Yeah, yeah. He was in that. He was like the main yeah. character in that show, and uh, so uh, so uh, being such a Freaks and Geeks fan, I remember everyone from that show, uh, and. Um, yeah, and he had that show on FX or something, right? The, oh. Hmm. D- didn't he have a show? I thought he was a man-seeking woman, maybe? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I also remember from Million Dollar Baby, where he was the uh, the wimpy guy who wanted to be a boxer, and everyone was just condescending to him. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it almost seems like he's get, he kind of got a stereotype <laughs> going on. <laughs> or, uh, or not stereotype, but uh, what's, what's that word? Uh, typecast? Yeah, typecast, thank you. 
Well, yeah, he definitely looks like a you know, unless he's going to Anthony Michael Hall, where he's going to show up all muscle, <laughs> all muscly now. You know, he's kind of doomed to play, or or you know, perfect to play scrawny nerdy characters. From, uh, mm-hmm. for, you know. So, uh, so, in, so in his character here, I mean, it is essentially almost kind of like a male version of the Band Aids or Groupies, um, mm-hmm. and he's just this huge Zeppelin fan. Um, mm-hmm. So he's even wearing wearing this T-shirt, which I've contemplated trying to recreate. But I realized in watching this uh, quite a few times just earlier today, in preparation, uh, you know that I think this is a you know from a from a costume costuming department. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give them a little bit of a knock here. Whoa! <laughs> I I think this T-shirt isn't really a T-shirt that we see the main part of it with the uh, printed words of. Um, of uh, one of the Zeppelin songs, I don't know why I've why I've forgotten that now. What that is, because because I was so into, uh, I was starting to make it quite a while ago and and uh, let it go by the wayside because I wasn't at this point yet where I wanted it. And <laughs> now that I'm here, <laughs> I feel like I don't have the time. Ah. But um, so what? Uh, so so what I, think, I think I think I think I think it's some kind of piece of fabric that they were just able to get it put onto a piece of fabric because there's that black it's almost like it could be it could be and it could they could have meant for it to be a type of of, of a collar and he actually did uh, on his previous shirt that he was wearing in the uh, hotel the very first hotel that they were at the uh, riot house um uh, he was wearing a, a baseball tee um so this could be another baseball he might be very impartial <laughs> to baseball tees <laughs> but yeah you know t-shirts generally don't have that uh different color collar in a sense or, or not really collar but you know hemmed in around the, around the neck uh right piece. so that's that you know on this one you know it's that's that's a very black color to it and uh it's a pretty off white for the rest of the shirt with the with the all, all the all the lyrics text so is your objection that no such shirt existed or that the costume <laughs> department just did a sloppy job of it well, well, and see the other thing. And is, it is a real shirt. It's not that it's no shirt existed. It's that. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, in, in this, in actually costuming him, I, I think that no shirt existed, and 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 they just chose to. Well, let's you know instead of going through the effort of getting this real shirt made, we just have on on this piece of fabric, you know, and and have him wear a long sleeve, you know, shirt that that's that's uh, you know buttoned down, that's openable. I that'll see. stay open to show off this this the, the the Zeppelin lyrics. Is it possible that it is supposed to be that the character did that because he's such a huge Led Zeppelin fan? <laughs> he could have done that, but yeah, but see, I mean, he had that he had the previous that previous shirt that I'm talking that I'm also talking about. This that's definitely a baseball tee. Uh, you know, it, it's very much in the style. You know, it's it's it's, it's one that I, I think he really did would have done himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's that he's done some at his high school some screen printing classes or some such. <laughs> oh right, and, uh, okay. was able to get that get that other shirt made, and and I think the idea would have been that he got this shirt made himself too. But I I just think they they said man he's only going to be the I mean he's definitely here only here for less than a minute. <laughs> it's even less than a half a minute almost. Yeah, um, pretty much. Um, and I think they just want the really inexpensive route. To just, and these uh, are the things you probably only notice when you're doing it minute by minute, because yeah, normally this exactly. would just be a tiny passing detail that you would not even pay any yeah. attention to. So it's uh, it's both the curse and the blessing of the minute yeah. uh, of the minute uh, format. <laughs> but uh, 
that's that's very much the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but the crazy thing that we really get here is Vic telling uh, uh, William that Penny Lane and and Sapphire too um, that they're and he says they're all so maybe there's even more than just the two of them staying under the name Emily Rugburn. And he's and he's even do the doing this kind of as he's walking away, which is a really weird thing too. Because I keep thinking, I kept thinking about the people that he was, these two gentlemen, <laughs> in suits that are, at this point, just standing there behind him, <laughs> and he's walking backwards. And you know, you know, there there could have just easily been just one more klutzy kind of <laughs> moment to go along with the deleted the deleted one of uh, William. Uh, 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 tearing open his bag and all the souvenirs flying out um, of him bumping into these two uh, business gentlemen, so to speak. Definitely one with a briefcase. <laughs> Maybe it was just one slapstick too many. They're like, ah, you yeah. know what? Who was this? Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, William is definitely very uh, excited that Penny Lane is is here in New York City. But in a way, I think he's also kind of a little bit worried, and mm-hmm. that's for the reason of what does eventually happen, essentially. <laughs> because and, and the reason why Russell, especially, and 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 Dick and the rest of the band maybe too, but didn't want uh, her around because of uh, their their relationship, Russell's and Penny's relationship, and uh, Russell's uh, girlfriend being here. Hanging out with Cer- them at the at the upcoming restaurant party <laughs> dinner certainly makes things um, potentially dramatic, which I guess is good yeah. for the movie. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's it's like there's some like uh, almost godlike being that has written this. <laughs> but but supposedly a huge thing that I've I've learned definitely more recently, you know, is that uh, you know really everything that happens. Apparently, it ha- did happen. You know, not necessarily. I mean, this is a made-up band, and and uh, right. You know, it, it it's one of the big things is, is like Russell is really just a stand-in for Dwayne All- or uh, Greg Allman. Mm-hmm. Dwayne or Greg? I always keep getting which one, which one I'm talking about confused. Um, Dwayne's the one that definitely. I know. I, I know. I definitely just read that real recently. Dwayne, I got okay right in my head. Dwayne is the one that dies like in the early '70s, so. Uh, very likely, I think that right. uh, yeah, yeah, right. that, that that Greg is Greg is who Russell is based on, but Greg uh, is the one who dated Cher. Yeah, right. Yeah, f- further, much further, and in, what into the eighties? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so then we have this urgent phone call that uh, the uh, the hotel clerk uh, tells him about, and that's that's a weird name for an actor here. I'm just going to spell it first and see if <laughs> unless you, unless you looked it up and want to just go ahead and try and say it. <laughs> I'm not going to try and say it. R e a t h e l. But we can just call him Mister Bean. <laughs> that is his. <laughs> Wait, last how name. do you spell it? R R e a t h e l. You want, you want to give it a try? <laughs> so that's one name, or that's yeah, his yeah, first that's name his, and his, his last his, name? No, that's his first name. 
Huh. And then his last name is Bean. So that's why. <laughs> oh, Revel Bean. Oh, I thought you were saying, I thought you were yeah. just joking that he was like Mr. Bean. Oh. Rethel be Bean? Rethel. Yeah. Rethel? I don't know. That's a good. It's a, or is it Revel? Like like Heather? Yeah. I don't mm. know. But yeah. That really could go a lot of different ways. <laughs> Riavel? <laughs> anyway. I love it. But he has a phone call. That's the important thing. Yeah. And then uh, we even get, I think actually in my transcript, I must have left this that little part out of William saying, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and him saying it, you know, I mean, he said it at least twice now where he's done his lower voice, <laughs> adult voice into a phone with uh, the people at Rolling Stone. Uh, mostly <laughs> up to this point, uh, the uh, Ben Fong Torres character, which is, a, which is a real person. And then, uh, we get more more real people in a second just talking, but um, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, him putting on the, on his fake adult voice is definitely uh, something that's just continuing this uh, thing that apparently didn't really happen. That that that, that may be the one lie that that apparently is is used for this. I, I think some pretty good humorous effect prior to this. This time it really didn't matter, but him uh, him trying to uh, appear more adult, at least on the phone. <laughs> But it all comes crashing down later. <laughs> I uh, just as a as a just getting an update here on uh, uh, Rethel Bean. Yeah, uh, this is his most famous movie. Yeah, <laughs> according to the IMDb, and yeah. uh, but he was a regular soap opera actor. It looked like One Life okay. to Live, As the World yeah. Turns. There you go, Rethel. <laughs> um, and so uh, then we get the yes. cut Jan to. Winner. Yeah, to, yeah. To, um, so Jan here, I mean, he's he's been the publisher, like as he says, he's a publisher of Rolling Stone. Um, but we all know that's Rolling Stone, that uh, that uh, Ben Frontor is, is here, and uh, uh, that's who William has been communicating, communicating with their, their offices in San Francisco up to, up to this point. Um, but, uh, you know, so this actor that's playing Jan is Eon. I think, or Ion. It's, it's another crazy name. E-I-O-N. E-I-O-N. <laughs> yes. And what's it's his last name? Names. I know. So this is Bailey. Bailey. Um, and he was apparently close to being Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy. But no one could pronounce his name, so they right. didn't get the job. Yeah. Get the hell out like of here. Like Aeon, Aeon. Forget it. Let's go with, uh, let's go with uh, Christian. Christian Bale. <laughs> Simple name. Everyone knows how to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, Jan Wenner, I feel like he has been probably portrayed in other movies as well. Ooh. Can you think of any other movies where he might have been a character? Like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? He was probably in that, right? <laughs> I would almost think so, but I just, yeah, I don't I don't recall. I mean, it, it almost feel like it would have to be at the very beginning or very end. Um. I mean, the, the whole big bulk of it is definitely just this <laughs> tripped-out, drug-fueled right. haze. Yeah. I thought maybe in one of his hallucinations he might yeah. have, you know. Been, uh, but yeah. uh, anyway, hmm. um, so yes, continue. Did you have more to say about uh, the Rolling Stone? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just so I mean, you know, we've certainly been talking plenty about you know William getting this huge chance and. Uh, you know, it just seems like, uh, you know, that that was that was Jan's kind of, especially here in roughly in the 70s, late 60s, 
when uh when Rolling Stone started uh into the 70s when he was just so so much more into that and but then you know he's apparently pissed people off too so <laughs> mm. um you know thankfully seemingly not as far as i know christian uh, uh <laughs> christian uh cameron crow but uh <laughs> but definitely uh you know i i think one person that that would would have been pissed off definitely one of the first earliest people uh, i would think is uh, uh the person in this movie uh, lester bangs uh you know mm-hmm. competing competing but also at some point wrote for a little bit i think but there, there's actually really no if i remember right if i do a little search real quick yeah i mean there's no no mes- mention of lester bangs actually on Yen- john Wenner's wikipedia page but you know there is for uh, for uh, another podcast that I have listened to at points uh, a fair amount um, sound opinions uh, uh, of the two co-hosts there uh, Jim Derigatis. Yeah, hmm. so there's definitely this you know kind of thing there with him in the 90s even actually is when that was but uh, definitely in the mid to late 70s and on uh, with with Hunter S Thompson. Right, but uh, you know, and then there's also you know him being the founder essentially um, of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you know, at least as at least as as the body that goes on to you know actually do their uh, nominating and inducting of uh, yeah. bands and artists. It's it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I just think it's such a it's a, it's the perfect thing that, that it was invented by Rolling Stone like something yeah, that okay. was like yeah. just like so uh pretentious yeah kind I guess so. for, for considering it's about rock rock and roll <laughs> and the thing that's supposed to be all this rebellious of this rebellious yeah. nature kind of although uh, the only thing the only thing the next thing that is as corny as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is complaining about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and oh, saying that it's corny. Wow. So it's like I'm not even sure what to like. Even having an opinion on it seems like I'm I'm contributing to the problem. So you know what? Forget it. Let's just drop the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, well, just just uh, to give a little uh, extra little uh, plug for uh, mm-hmm. on, I am on a network, a Pantheon Podcast, and on it is uh, the other uh, one of the other great po- one of the great podcasts on. I think is uh, Who Cares About the Rock Hall. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, those those couple co-hosts that do that, I think uh, there, there's there's the one that uh, he is extremely excited and interested in at and the uh, the co-host she she couldn't hardly at least at least starting off she could hardly care less and but at points uh, <laughs> she definitely uh, indicates she still feels that way. So <laughs> but, is but the knows, idea that she, but, that he's but trying she to knows con- but she knows a ton more. <laughs> At this point, okay. after doing it for several years now, <laughs> is is she so. trying to is he trying to convince her or is or what's the what's is that the would, gist of the podcast? It's just every week they just talk rough. about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they 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 go over they'll they'll, they'll dedicate a whole episode to a certain one one certain band or artist and, and yeah. uh, but then other at other points like like it is right now <laughs> uh, happening yeah. um, this week apparently is uh, announcement of of. Uh, uh, of of the nominees will be announced this week uh so we're telling people when this might have been if they're so so inclined to figure that out but um see that's the thing also like yeah. what are they going to keep doing this indefinitely <laughs> like when <laughs> bands that like now are like so every, bands are so niche now that what are they going to do when it's like you know 20 years from now and they have to start nominating people anyway 
I, who's in the current club? Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Well, the ones that were just inducted. I mean, the huge yeah. one for me was Nine Inch Nails. The okay. huge band for me. Um, yeah. But uh, So, like, what know, year I, are they up to now? 1995 or something? Right, yeah, 95. Okay. The bands that uh, first released something in 95. So, the, the big band from the previous year, 94, for me, is cool. for my other show, uh, Weezer. Oh, Okay. So yeah, and they weren't sense. they were not they were not first year eligible and inductees that is in a sense unfortunately last year they were not even I don't think they were even on the list of nominees or were they oh man but I you know, I know I know they weren't inducted I know they didn't make that cut to the induction right at least so hopefully they 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 float through here in in this next year or two or so. <laughs> But um, you know, yeah, Fingers so crossed, this, fellas. Yeah, the the you know the we can just point out real quick. The other two people are definitely uh, on the comedic side of things, and uh, the one has had just a little bit of a dialogue, even though he was definitely in a scene where he had no dialogue. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. First off, uh, sitting there with uh, uh, Ben Fontours, the, the character is supposed to be David Felton. He's kind of a little bit playing playing this character a little bit as a Hunter S. Thompson with the uh, with the cigarette with the long tipped cigarettes oh really <laughs> it seems like it but i think i've heard also that this real life david felton actually also did smoke a cigarette like that too but yeah. uh, so that's played by rain wilson they're they're in the back and he's being very again pretentious uh with with this art book that he's looking at <laughs> it says art in really big letters <laughs> so you can tell that it's an art book so what year did this movie come out again so this came out in 2000 so rain wilson was this is pre- yeah this is pre-office Pre-office, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and then the uh, the fact checker is her name, Allison. Actually, the fact checker uh, is uh, Aaron Foley, a comedian hmm. that's done had had. She has a pretty good IMDb list of uh, various uh, talk show type things and stuff like that. I thought like Rain Wilson, it was going to be someone who would later on to be later on would go on to become someone, you know. Aaron Foley was already, I think, no. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, she was. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, she's been I, I feel for a like while. She, right? Yeah, she she was kind of a little bit uh, better known than Rain at this point. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, is there are there any other notes that you... Uh, Jay Rocknell, Noah Taylor, Hated Led Zeppelin, Jan Wenner, Gramercy <laughs> Park. No, I think I pretty much covered, <laughs> covered everything I had there. Cool. Well, speaking of Hated Led Zeppelin... Mm-hmm. I'd now like to understand better. I mean, you, you already kind of did let us know a bit. You know, you certainly came around a, a bit on Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. but uh, they're they are one of the four bands that are most commonly believed to make up the band Stillwater in this movie. Um, so, between Led Zeppelin, Almond Brothers, Eagles, and Leonard Skinner, can you rank and and let let, let us know here? Uh, you're going to go favorite to least or vice versa i will go since i've already established that i like led zeppelin i'll yeah. go from favorite to least favorite yeah. uh led zeppelin coming in at number one all right wow. um uh led zeppelin and uh, number two also all the rest of the bands are not bands i like so now yeah. we're just talking uh, about we're talking about different one? degrees yeah. uh we're talking about levels of tolerance really <laughs> so i will say uh number two uh linkrid synkrid uh, number three, the Allman Brothers, and number four is the Eagles, because I because uh, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone has made that joke, but um, yeah, not everyone, but 
close to it. Well, so at the, at the very least, uh, at least, at least let, the people that don't have them, number one, there have been a couple. It's <laughs> true. Sure. Maybe they say, I fucking love the Eagles, man. Yeah. So Led Zeppelin, I mean, Almond Brothers and Len, Leonard Skinner, I feel like were at least authentically like who they were. Like yeah. these rednecks, party guys, and whatever. But like the Eagles seem like such like douches. Like, so that's really the real the real main difference. Yeah. Is um. Uh, so uh, I used to work at a theater in New York City, uh, the Beacon Theater, world famous Beacon Theater, and every year the um, Almond Brothers would do like a two week stint there. And they would play like 10 shows or something like that. And this was something Almond Brother fans in the tri-state area would like, could not wait. They was packed every <laughs> single year. And it was basically just like, you know, everyone's just drunk and high. And like the whole place, it's like living, it's like seeing a concert in a bong. And uh, <laughs> it was terrible to work at <laughs> as an employee. But I could see it being a lot of fun if you were attending it as a, as a, uh, as a party guy. So the fact that the Allman Brothers still attract that kind of a crowd, or at least did you know, 20 yeah. years ago when the story took place, whereas the Eagles seems like it's all like, you know, like Lexus and, and you know, uh, like Yacht Rock kind of guys. Yeah. So, mm. uh, yeah. So there you go. And also, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, those, those are my reasons. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, so then we also want to hear just a bit of your like your history with this movie, uh, the first time you saw it, and and, and how often like you, you watch, you actually try to sit down and watch it every couple of years, or uh, five no, years? quite the quite the opposite, really. I saw it when it first came out in the theater, and I maybe saw it one time since then. So yeah. I'm not I'm not really like a. Uh, it was. Um, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, I remember at the time, mostly people were making a big deal out of it because of um, Goldie Hawn's uh, daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And, and and that's, I think, something we were kind of recently also saying is that, uh, I mean, she, she she's so much in the promotional materials for it, the posters yeah. and, and on the VHS or DVD or what have you, <laughs> different different uh, media, of course, uh, on the boxes and so forth. But um, but then, like, really, you know, it's so much a... a you know, kind of three different stories or three different kind of things he was trying to really get across. You know, the the love of the yeah. music <laughs> and the yeah. band, the journalist side of things, and then the family side of things. And then, but then, but then again, Penny's in there somewhere, and and she's almost kind of almost spread throughout all three, maybe. Yeah, so. and I I could see how having yeah. uh, you know, her face very prominent on the poster yeah. is gonna get more people to come then check it out than a bunch of people dressed up like a band from the 70s who aren't even a real band that yeah. no one's going to recognize anyway. It's not like you're having, you know, uh, so, uh, but yeah, um, I was kind of surprised. I did, had not, I was not aware that it had become something yeah. of like a cult classic, I guess, like the, mm-hmm. the, the, did they do a Criterion one or something? Oh, I'm or, not familiar with, yeah, Criterion. I thought they did like a super deluxe, you know, packaging one, but it might not be Criterion. It might just be, you know, some other company that did a, um, but, uh, I was a big fast times. Uh, I, I like fast times Ridgemont high better than I do. Um, oh. this, this one. So, yeah. um, but that's because I think I saw that one when I was younger, I was in high school or, you know, middle school when fast times came out. That's the a much better time to see it than, uh, so, um, yeah, that's it. That's pretty yeah. much, um, 
And Phil Phil Seymour Hoffman, always great. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I definitely had some uh, guests that uh, really uh, said, "I just if, if I can just get uh, a minute with 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 Philip playing Lecture Banks, <laughs> they really wanted that." And so I yeah. hope hopefully I got, I got everyone in that really needed that. And then uh, and he does even come back. Well, I think one more time essentially here throughout the movie. Is Lester sure. Bang still a thing? Because when I was young, when I was a young man, he was still a thing. But then Classic Rock was still a thing. Yeah. But yeah, like, do as, people still as... read Lesser Bangs? Mm. Well, I mean, he's dead now anyway, though. So No, no, I know, but I yeah, know. But, but he was, even at the time when I was a young man, he yeah. was dead. But he was, he was like this revered, like, rock critic figure that, uh, you know, he gets name dropped in that R.E.M. song for crying out loud. But... Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I even played a snippet of that at one point when, when we, for, for some crazy, I just, just the way something was said or something during that, ep- yeah. during one episode, I... Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like how I feel like, uh, like there's like some Cisco and Ebert. I mean, definitely there, there's been some Ebert stuff that's been going on this lap, you know, for quite a few years since his death, especially, I mean, he has main, you know, the, the, his, his estate or his, you know, his website, you know, people behind yeah. that, they, they, they kind of keep at it and, and, and keep him in the, in the conscious. Um, yeah. but I don't know that there's anyone kind of doing anything similar for Lester, unfortunately. Yeah, and I guess not, right, not and then, to that Siskel and Ebert sure. were always much more mainstream yeah. guys than. Oh yeah, that's for, that's for sure. You know, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the, the the one of the big things for Lester in this movie is when he's in when he's in the other the the, the one that is in the movie the radio DJ booth that's in the movie. Um, with the uh, the the DJ there is a, a female uh, Alice Wisdom uh, is her name, uh, but uh, you know he's going you know, you know the doors are the doors and Jim Morrison are buffoons <laughs> drunken buffoons mm-hmm. he 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 wants to guess who <laughs> you know he, he loves to guess who <laughs> and MC Five and you know yeah an Iggy. guess who. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on, Alex. This has been great. Uh, uh, a one minuter, and uh, you know, hey, if something should should come up, uh, you know, hey, if you're really interested, uh, we'll, we'll certainly love to have you always back on in this. And and there's 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 the Weezer one too. We can always fit you in, <laughs> in there if, if there's a certain certain one song off one album <laughs> that we haven't gotten to yet because we're, we're we're like five in in uh, make believe uh-huh. in the make believe era. <laughs> hmm. I'm unfamiliar, unfortunately, with that. It could be way past uh, anything that you might be familiar with, like with uh, Blue Album. It's probably all. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I did like one of the, I don't know if it's, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the song was. Oh, Everybody Get Dangerous? That was, that was. uh, Uh, So, uh, yeah. That's that's coming up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Let me know. yeah. Uh, so uh, let's hear more about uh, all your, all your shows. I mean, I, I certainly tried to get a little bit of, of the alphabetical nudge in there towards the beginning. <laughs> but uh... well, uh, yes. In addition to the Beatles podcast, I've hosted a number of podcasts over the years. I hosted the Beatles one, alphabetical, uh, that you mentioned, and these are all available wherever you get podcast aggregators, oh, yeah. whatever the term is. Um, and most known for Star Wars Minute, where we go through the Star Wars movies uh, one minute at a time. We are, as of this recording, uh, doing The Last Jedi. So if you want to hear people talk about The Last Jedi, if you're not sick already of hearing people talk about The Last Jedi, then uh, check us out. And um, we also do a weekly, I also do a weekly show about The Godfather called Godfather Minute. Um, I do that with my brother. And uh, we just started our Godfather 2 coverage, so uh, check that out wherever you download podcasts. 
And, uh, yeah, I guess that'll just about do it. And uh, you can check out all my other stuff. I'm a cartoonist as well. I'm a yeah. jack-of-all-trades. You go to alexrobinson.fun. That's my, my website. Yeah, I definitely uh, encourage everyone to go out. Uh, if, if somehow you are, you, you're, you're familiar with this podcast, but not so familiar with any of those, they're all great. They're all great shows. And, uh, and well, thanks. Uh, you, should re- you should really check them out. Um, so yeah, thanks again so much. Um, uh, you know, uh, for this show, uh, uh, we do have an email address. Uh, if you just want to privately get in touch with us besides our social media, which I'll mention some other time or our next episode or what have you, but, um, our email address is at almost famous minute at gmail.com. So get, a, get in touch with, with us that way. Uh, private in a private, more, more private nature that way. Hmm. Um, almost famous after dark. Uh, so we'll be back hopefully uh, next week uh, with minute 86 until then it's all happening it's all happening (laughs) when the lion roars I am a golden god It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.